When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. That it is hour two on a Friday. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. We're with you for the next 60 minutes or so here at 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Don't forget our free app for your phone. That's a fantastic way to listen on the go if you're outside of our radio signal and you can't pull up one of the video streams. The app has the audio feed for you right there. Uh, Big thanks to Starter Heyman Jewelers for sponsoring not only our text line at 402-464-5685, but those video streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And big thanks to Allo as well. They sponsor our VIP line. We'll talk to Andrew Alex on that uh, here in just a little bit, as well as Channel 951. If you are an Allo cable subscriber, you can pull the show up and watch us and listen to us there. Final big thanks before we get back into the college football to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. They're located down in South Lincoln and uh, right right across from the South Point Shopping Center. little strip mall there right near the corner. You can find Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, and you're set. Go get some before the Husker game if you're watching at home. Uh, you can probably you can watch the game there, but I would recommend uh, diving in, diving all the way into Mary Ellen's. If you've been there, try something new. If you haven't been there, try it all. That's my advice for you. Again, 402-464-5685 if you've got any thoughts on anything uh, Nebraska Northwestern related. But uh, before we get back into that a little bit, Strick, the big game in the Big Ten is a top 10 matchup between East teams. It's Penn State and Ohio State. You and I both ended up super locking Penn State. The Nittany Lions are five-point underdogs on the road in Columbus. I just haven't been excited by Ohio State. I think injuries have taken some of the luster off. They're not as high-flying as they have been. The defense is solid, but, you know, Tui Amololau hasn't been, you know, Chase Young or Bosa level of disrupted. Linebackers are solid. DBs are solid. Definitely not the the dumpster fire on defense it's been in years past. I just love Penn State's ability to run the ball. Drew Aller's taking care of the ball. He hasn't put it in harm's way all that much. And that's a top five defense by most metrics. That's why I've got Penn State not only covering that big spread, but winning that game. And in my opinion, taking over pole position in the Big Ten East. 
Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it, too. I mean, I, I really thought this was probably the year, as you looked at it, you, on their defensive side of things, they've definitely upgraded. Their linebacker core is phenomenal. Secondary is solid. Uh, but you knew their defensive line was going to be strong, and 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 you just wanted to make sure that uh, Aller was going to be, like you as you had just stated, just taking care of the ball, doing the right things, making the right plays, and, and being able to take advantage of some of the weapons that they have there. So uh, I, I actually like them. I, I, I like them to – to break through this year. Now uh, I'm going to say that maybe Michigan and what's going on at Michigan now could unearth some things for them, but I I thought this was a year for them to compete for it, Mm -hmm. uh, to break through and they don't even have to see Michigan uh, this year. So that's, that's something that's um, been good for them where they normally have to get through that gauntlet of both of them in the same year. And and, uh, this isn't the year for them. So this is, I think they're going to lay it all on the line and put themselves in the driver's seat. Uh, definitely in the uh, Big Ten. Doing some some more reading about this game, Ohio State doesn't give up a lot of big plays defensively. Pretty Ben don't break, which is funny because Penn State doesn't rely on explosive plays. Penn State is essentially the best team in the Big Ten West is really what it's looking like. They'll run the ball. They're super methodical. Aller, you know, with the big arm, you would think he's turnover prone, but he hasn't really turned it over hardly at all this year. I mean, no interceptions. And we're halfway through the season, 12 touchdowns, no picks. Not being asked to to throw it a lot. I mean, 181 attempts, so about 30 times a game he's throwing it, completing 65% of his passes. Penn State's going to dink and dunk you. They don't have a, you know, Jahan Dotson or a Parker Washington type, even a, a Pat Fryermuth like they had in the past. They lean on their run game. They get themselves in second and third and manageable. They possess the ball all the way down the field. We know Ohio State can be explosive. We know Marvin Harrison Jr. is a huge key to this game, but that's really all Ohio State has. Their running backs are questionable. Uh, Egbuka is questionable. So it's Marvin Harrison Jr. and Cade Stover. I think Stover is going to have to have a big first half because if I'm Penn State, I am keying on Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm bracketing him. I might even just straight double him a couple times because if he gets going and Ohio State gets big plays and doesn't have to drive the whole field against an elite Penn State defense, yeah. that I think could be danger. Yeah, I, this game is going to be one to watch. It's going to be a very interesting game to watch. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. I'm, I'm looking definitely forward to it. Um, but I mean, there's really not much to explain other than the fact that they've got to, both teams have got to perform. Like they're mm-hmm. going to have to look each other in the eye and it's going to be who's going to be the, the dominant team and who's going to want it more. And it's going to come down to who's going to make the less of the mistakes. And um, I think that's what it's ultimately going to be. Two years ago, Michigan lost its last Big Ten game on the road at Little Brother. They go there again this weekend. We know there's a lot of turmoil in that state, not just in one program. Michigan under fire this week. Michigan State still trying to sort through everything going on with uh, the Mel Tucker, Brenda Tracy situation. Do you give Michigan State a chance at all in a rivalry game, or is Michigan just too talented despite its own distractions? Yeah, I just after that that magical year that that Tucker had to where he was able to land the bag. I just, I honestly just have to say that this team has not lived up to the hype mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't lived up to the the money that was given to him I don't think and I just think the program has kind of been in a free fall ever since I don't I don't see this changing I don't see that even being a rivalry is anything that's going to make a difference in this game I think it's going to be complete domination by Michigan and if you're Michigan you want to stop on 
the roly poly. You want to stop mm-hmm. on the, the uh, cockroach. You want to stop stop on <laughs> the uh, insect so that it doesn't get in the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how you want to handle business in this game. And I think that this is going to continue on. It's going to be continuous domination in this game. I'll give the choice to you here, partner. SEC, Pac-12, or Big 12? Where do you want to go next? Um, We can go SEC. The top 20 game of the day, it'll be 2.30 on CBS, is Tennessee and Alabama. Tennessee won a wild game last year, 52-49. to I think that was really their arrival game last year with that high-flying offense under Josh Heupel. Uh, what Hendon Hooker was doing, Jalen Hyatt was lighting things up, including... The Crimson Tide out of the slot. It was incredible. I think I've written Alabama off a little too far. Don't get me wrong. They have questions offensively, but the defense is still really good. Borderline elite, maybe not quite the same level of difference maker. Obviously, the offense has to get untracked. But this, I think, is a chance for Alabama to send a statement. Say, we're still here. Don't forget about us. We're still a player in the SEC West. Georgia has questions. And I think Nick Saban, you know, while he would like his team to be be dominant, I don't think he hates being written off a little bit, giving him a little chip on his shoulder. I think he feels, I mean, if, if you're this team, I think you're looking at this as a springboard opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. This team sits at 6-1. and one. They're just outside of the top 10. They're 4-0 in conference. They're still looking at it in a down, to me, a down Georgia team. They're looking at this as still as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, to to get back into the SEC championship game, hopefully be able to win it. And then you put yourself right back. You, you, you know, if you're evaluating, you can look at getting yourself right back into the mix. So I think they're using this and looking at this as a springboard opportunity. You just can't you can't fumble the ball, not mm-hmm. not literally in game, <laughs> but this is just fumble the opportunity. So, right. uh, so to speak. And so I think they're going to come. You're going to get the best of what uh, probably Alabama has to offer in this game. Do you think last year was the peak for Tennessee under Josh Heupel? Do you think they can get back to that again? Or are they going to settle into kind of that old miss range where they'll be eight and four to 10 and two, but they'll always fall short against like Bama, Georgia and those teams. I actually think this team is looking at it from a standpoint of we're foundation building. Mm. we're building a stronger foundation. It's not going to be brittle. It's not going to be easily broken. And this is why you look at how they're handling the quarterback situation right now, obviously at a a high five-star that comes in and they're just looking to just continuing to stack pieces, create depth so that it's a long-term opportunity for them. And they're doing it by way of the blueprint that I've shared with you before, where I think you need to go in sometimes, maybe find something in the portal that you can fill some gaps or maybe add and, 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 and make a little bit better in one of the rooms that maybe you feel is deficient, but then you want to build that, that second tier group that's going to stay with you. That's going to learn, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to grow. That's going to create that, that um, uh, the word I'm looking for is that identity. They're going to create that. And then you're going to be able to build off of that long-term I think Josh is playing a long-term vision here, so I, I, I would I would uh, give him a little bit of deference in that. Other games in the SEC, Mississippi State at Arkansas. You have Ole Miss going uh, close to your hometown. They're playing Auburn on the Plains. You have Army visiting number 19 LSU. And South Carolina at Missouri, who very sneakily is up to number 20 in the country. Missouri 6-1. and one. They uh, handle Kentucky pretty well. They look uh, good, too. I'm, I, I, I'm fascinated I'm by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm impressed. Especially in such a big year for uh, Elijah Drinkwitz. You know, this was a hot seat year for him. Really had to prove. I mean, Missouri's had one good year, 
since they joined the SEC. They they won it their what, first, second year at the SEC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. East, their first, second year in it. And it's been, I'd say up and down, but mostly down. They had the one-year bowl ban uh, sanctioned by the NCAA. Missouri's got a chance to win 10 games. I don't think many people saw that coming this year. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know, say what you will about them. Uh, they're putting up almost 450 yards a game. Mm-hmm. 300 of it is in passing. Um, I honestly think I'm surprised by Brady Cook and the season that he's having. 14 TDs with only three uh, INTs, and he's over two grand as far as passing, and he's pretty efficient at doing it. Uh, I, I like where this team sits right now. I mean, they're moderate on defense. Their secondary is better than what uh, – you know, you would probably expect out of them. And so I think they're a team that can surprise some people. They can compete. When you look at, you know, the games that they were able to win, a big win over K, uh, K-State, mm-hmm. a solid, uh, usually a solid Memphis team, they were able to pull that one out. Uh, coming up short 10 by 10 to LSU, but like you said, um, big win over you. Uh, but they didn't play bad against LSU, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say that. But this is going to be a great opportunity for them to position themselves, uh, tidy up some loose ends, fill in some areas that they may have, you know, felt like whether it be at the line or coverages or any of those things, because they've got the big dog. uh, They got to go to the next week. So Mm -hmm. they've got to use this as an opportunity to, to get confident and to also get better in areas that maybe they feel they, they're a little bit weak because they're going to have to face the big dog, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, that next week, November 4th. As we talk about Nebraska's young receivers having an opportunity to step up and make an impact, especially, you know, the homegrown ones. We've talked about Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd a little bit. What Luther Burden the third is doing at Missouri is just that, a local kid who decides to stay home, the number one receiver in the country. He's been a difference maker for for Brady Cook. So it can be done. I'm not saying Coleman or Lloyd are at that level, but there, there are examples of it out there. Uh, I'm going to look at the Pac-12, Strick. We have four games out in uh, the West Coast. All of them fascinate me for different reasons. UCLA, Stanford, maybe the, the most mundane one, but Stanford, after what it did to Colorado last week, UCLA trying to, to cling on to that top 25 ranking. Um, that's the one of the nightcap games. The other nightcap is Arizona State, at Washington. Arizona State, I think, was in a very similar boat to the Arizona Cardinals, you know, rebuilding, trying to find its way up. Didn't think there was a lot there. Arizona State's been spicy. They've they've been competitive in a couple games, at least a little longer than I thought they would have. And Washington's coming off the biggest game of the year. If this game was in Tempe, I might give the Sun Devils a chance, but I hope for Washington's sake, the fact that this game is at home doesn't let them slip up after the win against Oregon. There, there it is. That's what we've talked about just in recent days. We've mm-hmm. talked about teams that have an emotional win. That was a big emotional win, a win against Oregon, uh, taking them down at home. The way that they did it, had to fight, had to scrap, was not given to them. They had to go get it. But on top of that, now you, 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 the, the media has been talking about you. 
You're starting to smell yourself. You're peeking into the playoff. You're probably in the driver's seat out of the Pac-12, mm-hmm. which the Pac-12 has been kind of left on the outside looking in in the last few years because the Big 12 is kind of uh, filled in. And then power, uh, a non-Power 5, Group of 5 uh, have also pop, popped in there, left, a bit, uh, left the Pac-12 out. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're looking strong because they've got multiple teams that can kind of jump into this mix. But at the same time, this is a trap game. Because mm-hmm. what happens is you start smelling yourself, you start feeling good. This team is horrible. We can kind of relax. And this is that attitude that we talked about. If you're really a good team, you go and you drag this team through the ringer and you beat the brakes off of them. You go sit down by, by the third quarter and relax and get ready for whatever's uh, next on the on the on the uh, schedule for you. Because this is an opportunity to do that, or you put yourself in a trap game. We used, uh, you brought up the uh, the roses and the manure on Tuesday. I highly recommend people go back and listen to that 3.30 segment from Tuesday's show. But you can use Arizona State like manure. Bury that body under the roses, get rid of all evidence, leave no doubt. There's a chance for Washington to do that. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I venture to say you have to do that. Mm. Because you don't even want to show any lackluster because you want to be able to leave no doubt when it comes to to the decisions being made by the committee as to where they're going to put you. You're going to run. You want to get through it. You want to run it. You want to win any games where there's an opportunity to blow the doors off of it so that you put yourselves in a position when the decisions are being made that your name is called. Uh, Quick shout out to Ellis in Illinois in the text line. Uh, Luther Burden lives near the state line, but he is from Illinois. So my bad. Very close um, on the border of Illinois and Missouri, but he is from Illinois. So my bad. I retract that statement. Still not from very far from uh, Columbia, Missouri. Elsewhere in the Pac-12, we talked a little bit about Utah and USC in the crossover. Uh, We won't touch on that game, but two teams strict that are coming off disappointing losses in different ways. Washington State falls out of the rankings after getting smacked around by Arizona, 44-6 to final score, and they have to travel to Oregon, who does remain in the top 10, but Oregon looked dead in that game against Washington, came roaring back, and then just couldn't get the one stop it needed. Dan Laning, aggressive on fourth down, it doesn't work out for the Ducks. These are two teams that I think are still good teams. Washington State, you know, a borderline top 25 team, Oregon still in the top 10, both teams need a win in the worst way. What a statement it would be for Washington State to go on the road. What a statement it would be for Oregon to turn around and do to Washington State just what Arizona did. Uh, I, uh, Oregon has to bounce back. I mean, it's it's imperative. You want New Year's, New Year's, um, uh, after New Year's mm-hmm. bowl games. This, these are the types of wins that you have to take advantage of. You have to go get them. They're down. They're looking to bounce back. They're going to give you everything they got. Oregon has to play well. The good thing is they're at home. They don't want to show any, uh, you know, any anything to any of uh, the bowls that would want to call upon them to come to them. And this could be one of those games that you could put yourself in a position to 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 uh, have a negative uh, attachment to you, even though you started off as good as you started off. And, mm-hmm. and you don't want that. You don't. You know, especially at home. Um, you, you want to come in and take care of business. I mean, right now they're, they're, they're favored by 20. I Ooh. just don't know if that's the case. I'm glad I, I would have super locked it. If I would put that, <laughs> if they would put that on their 20, I don't think that's that Washington state's that bad, but no. I could be wrong. 
No, I, I'm with you. I mean, they haven't been that bad all year. I think that was just a big letdown game for them. Arizona probably played its best game of the year. Washington State, its worst game. So yeah, I would be shocked if that ends up a three-touchdown game as well. Uh, we'll save the ACC for Andrew Alex here in just a couple minutes. Uh, so let's jump to the Big 12. Not a whole lot going on there, Strick. The, the headlining game in that conference is probably UCF at Oklahoma, the Dylan Gabriel Bowl. He transfers to Oklahoma from UCF. But I think this is a good chance, Strick, to take a look at those four new additions in UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. I don't think anyone expected them to you know, come in and win the conference in football, especially not in year one. But all of them have just been kind of blah. I, I don't I don't know if Brett Brett Yormark has any buyer's remorse for getting those teams because I think especially Houston, maybe Cincinnati again can be really good in basketball, but not a single one of those teams is making a splash on the conference in year one. Houston's one and two in conference and Cincinnati and UCF are on three. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that just tells you uh, right there what it is. I thought UCF probably had a better opportunity being that they've been able to recruit well out of Florida. Thought that they would be able to get the talent to compete at the Big 12 level. Could it be coaching? I don't know. I just really thought that uh, having that opportunity to be able to play in the Big 12 would have gave them a little bit of leg up uh, as far as uh, some recruiting advantages because they've been able to compete at some high levels and win some games against some some you know top top quality teams mm-hmm. over the years. And so uh, it's very disappointing. And I, I, I to me right now the Big 12 is looking like what the Pac 12 is looking like. Yeah, Outside of the, you know, the top the top few teams in Texas and Oklahoma kind of big tennis too, where you have the couple elite teams at the top yeah. and a whole bunch of jumbled mess in the middle. Um, I'll say this for UCF. We refer to Bill Connolly's SP plus a lot on the show, at least I do. And this was one of his games to to watch. He says that, you know, it's two very good offenses, one good defense. Oklahoma's defense is much better than it was last year. Uh, His SP plus numbers say UCF has been pretty unlucky leading to its record, looking the way it has Um, played a close one against Baylor. uh, Didn't wasn't quite able to to finish that one off. If I recall, Oklahoma is favored by 14, according to the SP plus favored by 25, according to FPI. So and the, the actual line settles in there at 19 or 20 points. I hope we get a shootout because I think Oklahoma needs to be tested again. I think this would be a good spot for, Brent Venable's team to to build off the Texas win not long ago and say, hey, we, we won with a stop at the end with our defense. Now let's go win it with our offense. Prove that Dylan Gabriel is that guy. He deserves some Heisman love. Get the ball to playmakers and say, hey, we're not the Oklahoma of old. Our defense has some bite. Our offense is still doing Oklahoma things. We're here and we're real. Yeah, they don't want to be lethargic. No. Um, they don't. They don't want to be lethargic in any way because sometimes the schedule can just kind of put you in cruise mode mm-hmm. and you just don't want to be finding yourself being in cruise mode, especially as you get later and the games get more important. Uh, you still got to play championship game and uh, how that's going to clo- you know, pan out. You just never know. And so you, you don't ever want to just get in the cruise mode because that's just a setup for failure. That it is. We'll turn our eyes out east to the Atlantic Coast Conference. We'll do that with our guy, Andrew Alex of 24-7 Sports. We'll step aside, get Andrew on the horn, talk some ACC football, a couple really good games, Duke, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, uh, maybe get a pulse on North Carolina as well. All that and more with Andrew Alex next on The Block. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.